Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, I'm joined by Diane Gardner. Diane is a certified tax coach and best-selling author whose proactive planning approach helps clients dodge the tax bullet. Her tax coaching sessions have resulted in a combined savings of over $1.1 million to date. These are hard-earned profits that small business owners would have given to the government by overpaying their taxes. Diane, thanks so much for joining us today. Millette, thank you for having me on your program. I'm really excited about sharing some information with your audience. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. Ooh, when I'm not working, you can usually find me with my nose stuck in a book somewhere. That is what probably one of my most favorite things is just to come down. I'm not a big TV person or anything like that. I just want some sometime when nobody needs me or wants me. <laughs> and so I go hang out with my friends in my books. <laughs> then other than that, I, I love to crochet. I like to do Dutch oven cooking, which a lot of people have never even really heard of. And um, just kind of go back and use some of those skills that our pioneer forefathers used when that's how most of the women cooked was with Dutch ovens. You know, what's interesting is when you said that, what immediately came to mind, I don't know if you've seen this, but the Lonesome Dove series, uh-huh. where they would they would always cook biscuits in the Dutch oven, right. or, you know, anything, I guess, in the Dutch oven. That's the only place I've ever heard of it. <laughs> and I have about six of them. And we just stack them up and we get them going. I love to have a group of people over and just have a nice big variety of stuff going in the pots. And they get all excited because they can smell all the smells going when they drive up and just have a, you know, a nice time of friends and family and, and enjoy that something different that most people don't get to experience. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really nice. Now, I tell you what, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your business journey. So how long have you been coaching and what really led you to get into it in the first place? Well, I've been in business here about 2011, 12, kind of in that era when I was struggling so badly as a typical, normal, vanilla-flavored accountant trying to compete with all the other accountants in an economy where businesses were going out of business right and left. And so that's when I decided I needed to find something different, some way of doing what I do in a different menu or different venue so that I could find people who were successful in spite of that recession and start working with them instead of businesses who were going out of business. But before I could do that, I had to learn how to market because I was Mm -hmm. an accountant and accountants really stink at marketing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, a lot of coaches do, too. That's why we're talking about this stuff. So so what's the next step? What did you do after you came to that realization I've got to do something in this terrible economy to keep myself yeah, going. I had I had um five five four or five staff members at that time and I just knew I couldn't lay them off. They were all depending on their paychecks. You know, what was I gonna do? 
And so I started doing a bunch of research and finding out different types of things you could do out in the accounting industry and came across the idea of becoming a tax coach. So I kind of did some more research and I read a bunch of information and I watched a bunch of their webinars and decided, got my training, got my certification and have not looked back ever since because now when people ask me, you know, what do you do? I don't say I'm an accountant. Ultimately, I get to be a tax superhero. (laughs) I love that, a tax superhero. And we all need that come tax time because nobody likes to part with that money. No, no. And just a little update um, from the time you got my bio to now, our tax savings is now up over a million and a half. Oh, wow. From the 1.1 that you had. Nice. You know, everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. And it sounds like you really made a big shift in your business right about a time when a lot of people were experiencing a lot of downs. So can you maybe talk about a point where you know, maybe you just had a real disappointment in your business when you were first getting started? Well, I'm going to go back to that same recessionary time period when I told my staff ta-da, this is what we're going to do. (laughs) They wanted me to keep going down the road the same direction I was going, that it was like turning the Titanic. It was terribly hard to get this thing turned from that traditional accounting firm that my staff was comfortable with to branching out into another area that might cause them to have to sharpen their skills or increase their skills or what they weren't real sure how what that impact was going to be on them. And that was hard. You know, when you talk about, you know, getting started and getting started in a recession, we've already talked about the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, but there's always a point in business where you feel like you're finally getting some purchase. You feel like you're starting to gain that momentum. Can you talk to us about the point where you finally felt like, hey, this tax coach stuff, this is going to work. I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm glad you you asked that question because that was a very good time in my business. And that happened a couple of years after I became an author. Uh, my business coach was pushing me really hard to become an author and, and people in my mastermind group were pushing pretty hard because to succeed in this type of a business where you're reinventing yourself, you need to come out with some credibility and some authority. And the only way to get there that I could come up with was authoring a book. But I'm an accountant. I do numbers, not not words, not not that type of thing. Or at least I didn't think I could at that point in time. And so I about fell over when they started pushing me really hard in that area. But I said, okay. And so I jumped in with a couple co-authored books, got my toe in the water, so to speak, and then went ahead and started writing some books after that when I realized it wasn't that hard. But prior to that, my mastermind group and my coaches were pushing me to make that happen because I don't know if I could have done it otherwise. So anyhow, I have a couple books out there. It's starting to look like we've got something going on. I've gotten a few podcast interviews. I got a couple radio shows. I've done some book signings. My name's starting to get out there a little bit now. And at that point in time, we started getting a few people asking if if I would do business with them, if they could be become one of my clients. And that was a huge tipping point for me because prior to that, it was always me going after somebody else, chasing somebody down, trying to talk them into becoming a client. And once I started building this credibility and the authority out there, then it changed the tables dramatically and it became somebody saying, hey, I heard you in whatever the venue was 
And I'm wondering if you would have, would be um, open to helping me in my business or if you could help me in my tax situation or whatever the conversation was at that point in time. But it changed the whole outlook on how I find clients now compared to the way I used to find them. And so it was definitely a tipping point in my business. You know, writing a book is one of those things that a lot of people will will put down as like a, a goal or a milestone. So in business, a lot of times that's really how we measure our success. You know, we set a goal, we hit the goal. Okay, great. We've reached a, a certain benchmark. We look at that as being successful. So what would you say has been your biggest win or maybe just your favorite achievement so far? I think one of my most favorite achievements was putting together a tax plan for one of my clients that allowed him to basically pay for his commercial building that holds his business through his savings, his tax savings that we've had over the last few years. And that was pretty cool when we got to the point, I think this coming year, 2017's tax return will be the last bit of savings that we need. And he will basically have paid for that building courtesy of the IRS because he's no longer giving them that big tip that he used to give them. And it's pretty cool when I drive by and I see his building sitting there totally paid for and know that I had something to do with that. Nice. Now, before we move on to the part of the podcast that really focuses on action steps that coaches can take to either start or grow their business, I'd love to know, what are you thinking about creating next in your business? What does the future look like for you? Well, in addition to continuing on with my tax planning, I have decided, um, in fact, we just, just launched in May a whole new arm of my company that is a new program called Get Off the Wheel Practice Management Solutions for Accountants. Hmm. And so we've taken the systems and the procedures that we've developed here in this office where it just runs so smoothly, they really don't need me in the office other than to do my tax planning magic. And now we're starting to share that out with other accounting firms. And getting some pretty positive feedback from from the few firms that have bought in so far and hoping that we'll be able to change lives in the accounting profession in addition to the tax planning and the tax savings that I'm able to do in the for my business clients and for those that are out there working so hard in business. Right. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what's working right now in business. Now, one thing that coaches love to talk about is the different ways to make money online and offline as a coach. So can you talk a little bit about the ways that you're generating revenue in your business? Well, I generate a small amount of revenue from my books because most of the time I give them away. So from that viewpoint, you know, they're not a big money maker on the front end, but they're definitely a money maker on the back end for me. Because as I put my books in people's hands, then eventually they reach out and we're able to help them with some tax savings in their business. Um, I also have a couple info products that we use. Sometimes we sell them. Sometimes we use them as a door opener. If I'm trying to get to somebody, maybe a, a coach who I really would like to become a partner with because they have this nice group of very successful entrepreneurs you know, that they're working with, I might send them one of those info products as a way to open that door and get that initial conversation happening. So there again, I'm not getting paid so much on the front end, but on the back end. 
And then, of course, there is the tax planning services that we do where we're able to sit down with with various clients and work out plans for them. We have a free up to a certain point, and then from that point forward, then we, we get paid on those. And then there's also our traditional accounting services that we offer, um, things that's like bookkeeping and payroll processing and income tax preparation and tax projections and all those things that accountants do. So I try to have lots of different revenue streams so that if any one stream starts acting up, we've got a whole bunch of others that are still rolling along smoothly. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that a lot of coaches really enjoy, and I don't want to call it dabbling, but they like to do a lot of different things from sort of a creative standpoint. But the good part about that is it also works really well from a financial standpoint. Like you said, if one revenue stream kind of goes dry, you have other things to fall back on until that one picks back up again. Right. And in my previous business, I only had like one or two revenue streams. And when they started going dry, it was very (laughs) painful. So we vowed not to ever let ourselves get back in that situation again. What would you say is your favorite strategy for introducing brand new clients to your business? Well, my favorite strategy is going to be getting interviewed. I'm really not an in front of the camera kind of person. I feel like I'm so totally non-photogenic that I'm very self-conscious in front of a camera. But when I do podcast interviews or radio show interviews or webinars or those types of things where I get to hide my face and just have a nice chat with you and I don't worry about who's listening, then it works a lot better for this person who's basically a somewhat introverted um, accountant. So I'm actually a huge introvert as well. And that, I think, is why I really love the whole idea of the podcasting. You know, I get to sit over here in my room and do my interviews and my PJs if I want to. And I can have, it's definitely a really great thing for people who are introverts. But then on the flip side, it's also just a really great way to have another avenue for visibility. Do you find that you're getting a lot of people finding you? Are are you getting new clients? Are you getting more visibility for your business by appearing on podcasts and and other um, audio interviews? Yes, I do find that. But I think one of the things that helps in that area is I have a really good virtual assistant who promotes my podcast, my radio shows, any audio type format that I do. She promotes them over and over and over and over again, which allows us to get in front of not only your audience, but my audience and then any new people that have come in um, since the time that we actually recorded the actual um, interview. And so I think that has helped because sometimes people find me from an interview that I did a year ago, but they just now heard it because she was out there promoting it again. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. To me, one of the best things about podcast is that it's all evergreen. It doesn't matter if somebody finds you today, they can go back and look at interviews you did six months or a year ago, and you're going to get that exposure six months or a year later. You bet. Yes. And so I'm kind of surprised when they'll tell me what podcast interview they heard me on. I'm thinking, didn't I do that like last year, maybe, or two years ago, something like that. And then too, it also puts a lot of credibility on my website when somebody's kind of scoping you out, checking you out to see if they even want to do business with you. And they can see that you've been interviewed all these times and in all these different places. 
that automatically bumps up the no like and trust factor and, and it, it brings it up a lot faster than it would be otherwise. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that completely. You know, knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is one thing that new coaches should implement first if they're serious about being successful? I would say either develop a blog, a, a video blog, which I guess is a vlog or whatever. <laughs> I get interviewed, write a book, do something so that your name starts getting out there repeatedly because people have got to know, like, and trust you. And you need to ramp up that know, like, and trust factor just as quick as you possibly can so that they're clamoring to do business with you instead of you trying to talk them into doing business with you. Mm, yeah, that's good. That makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of people will say, yeah, I feel like I'm just creating in a vacuum or I feel mm -hmm. like I'm publishing to crickets is something that I heard the other day. And, you know, I think that's a great idea. So how do you balance that? Like, you know, the things that you named off, like writing a book or getting interviewed or doing a blog, what would you say is the best way for someone who's new? Should they pick one? Should they try to do everything? You know, what, what was your experience with that? Well, I picked one. I started with the book because I was scared to death to write a blog because that meant I was going to have to do it like every week. And I didn't <laughs> think I could do that. That was terrifying. Um, now I do it all the time, but that was back then. And I certainly didn't want to get interviewed because I was afraid I'd just sit there and stammer and not say anything. So to me, the book was the safest way to get started. And I knew sense. I couldn't do them all. So I jumped on the book bandwagon. And then from there, now I'm doing them all. But to just get started, I'd say pick one. If you're naturally outgoing and you don't mind being in front of a camera, start doing the, the videos and get them out there on Facebook and other platforms and start getting people to see your face and get to know you. But if you're a little more on the introverted side, to me, the book was a safer thing to start with. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice because it also allows people to really pick what they're really comfortable with. And then they don't feel overwhelmed or they don't feel like they have to be everywhere and do everything. Just because other people are doing it doesn't mean that everyone has to do it that way. Right. And no one started doing it all at, right out the gate. Right. They all had to start somewhere and get comfortable and then add in something else. And then for me, what really helped was the virtual assistant because she understands more the techie side of everything and she has just made a night and day difference in my social media presence. Because I was doing a really bad job of it. I would post things and then I'd get busy and I wouldn't post for two or three months. And then I, oh, I better start posting and I'd start posting again. And then I'd get busy. And so I wasn't consistent where right. she has it set up on a schedule and it posts week in and week out. There's no hiccups about it. It just happens. And that has really helped too because it helps that the, I've seen you somewhere factor. I've heard right. of you somewhere. And that has made a big difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, Diane, this has been so good. I've really learned a lot from this interview, and I want to finish up now with our final five rapid-fire questions. So what's one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Time blocking. And for those that aren't familiar with the word time blocking, time blocking means that you pick a certain time of your day, whether it's morning, afternoon, for an hour, for two hours, whatever it's going to be. And from this time to this time, I'm going to work on this project. And when the timer goes off, you have to move on to something else. 
And if you'll do that consistently throughout your day, at least a couple times in each day, you'll find that your productivity will skyrocket. Mm, nice. Now, what is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Giving first. If you are a giver and you put information out there and you share yourself and your time and your talents and stuff, you will end up with people asking to work with you because you've showed that you give first. Nice. Now, recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. It's hard to only do one, <laughs> but I would say The Go-Giver by Bob Berg hmm. had the biggest impact on my staff. Oh, nice turned them into my philosophy of giving first. They were able to see that there's a reason why I give so much first. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, the light bulb went on and they stopped complaining about me giving away all these books, giving away my time with free tax analysis for, for new prospects, giving away my time doing seminars and webinars and things like that. And it helped them understand that whole concept of you give first and then it will come back to you later down the road. Mm, that's a good one. Now, tell us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. That one's a little hard to only pick one. I'm going to give you a vendor that okay. I use instead of an online resource. And that vendor is Positive Promotions. We use that a lot for rewarding staff and not just my in-house staff but my virtual staff and I'm able to pick up little fun little gifty type things or something that I might use to onboard a new client with they have some of the best items out in their catalog whether it's the paper catalog or their online catalog and we use them all the time oh nice that's something I haven't heard of before now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.taxcoachforyou.com. And we use the number four in that address. So taxcoach, the number four, Y-O-U.com. And out there on that website, I love to give away copies of my books. If they'll click through to the book tab, all we ask is that they pay uh, shipping and handling on the book. And then we also love to do free tax analysis, which means we'll have you send in your last two years income tax returns. And I'll see if I can come up with some strategies to help you save some money on your taxes and see if we can take it further from there. If not, we'll just give you some tips and ideas on things that you can do better on your own tax return. Oh, those are great. Well, I'll be sure to get all of those links onto the show notes page and the recommendations. This has been such a good conversation. Diana, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun and hopefully we've been able to share some valuable information for your listeners. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.